It is 11.04. Which brings about the debate. The debate? The debate. You know what I'm talking about, Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. 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 Is it a Christmas movie or not? Die Hard. Yes! Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. It is. I would say yes. It's a great Christmas movie. Fantastic movie. You could actually You can go see the Cinesphere this week and do this yeah. at the same I, I, time. I, I, I'm working on it. Can't multitask. You can go see it now at the Cinesphere. Die really? Hard on the big screen. Yes. Where? Cinesphere. Ontario Place. Oh yeah. Where's that? I don't know. What's going on, son? <laughs> Doctor Payne in the house. DP. That's, that's it. That's that's bad. <laughs> What's that going on in your world? What is going on in my world? It's never good. It's always uh, people's aches and pains. It's funny. Every person that comes in to see me when I introduce, you know, I'll, uh, I'll uh, meet them and then I'll say, really nice to meet you. Uh, how you doing? And they always say, well, not good if I'm here to see you. And so it's like nobody's ever happy to see me. But you're helping. Oh, by the way, it was nice to finally drop by the clinic this past week. Oh, great guy over here. The only place the, is beautiful. Only, it's clean, which clinic. is nice. Yeah. Yep. Why, Equipment's was the old good. One, was the old one dirty? I knew the old building. <laughs> it's not your clinic, but that rest of that building's a little decrepit. But well, yeah, a lot of these medical buildings yeah. are uh, archaic. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. They need renovating. That's yeah. for sure. So well, gonna, a lot of buildings need renovating. Yeah, man. So if you're gonna go buy the new clinic, is nice. What's the address of it? One one five Humber College Boulevard, oh. uh, Suite Seven Twelve. Now big. that's where I do my assessments. Yes. But obviously, yeah. we've got places all over. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But that's where I'm doing my assessments, which is uh, Tobacco General Hospital for people who yeah. uh, who know the area. And so, you, you said you're expanding soon, too, in January, right? You're gonna yeah, be, uh, so since, we're you know. going to have uh, actual clinics. Uh, we have a provider network across Ontario, but yep. we'll have clinics that are operated by me, uh, Brampton, Newmarket, Richmond Hill, right and here. then Oakville and Vaughan uh, shortly to come in the new year. Uh, by the way, this is a call-in show. You have questions, concerns about your health, aches, pains, all that stuff, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale for the uh, the hour. Feel free to call in. would love to... Uh, would love to talk to you. So anything uh, interesting come by the uh, the clinic this past week? Uh, besides you, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say weird. Well, I you're, said you're just a good example. We yeah. can talk about your case. Why That's not? True. So, I mean, you tell us a little bit about your history. You've got a, a history of low back and neck injuries. Yep. Uh, and then your elbow is a whole different other monster. But let's, you know, we could talk about that too. But what happened? Let's talk with your neck. I think that's a that's the one that caused you more problems over the years. Historically, the back has been around uh, longer as, as the low as back. Discussed. Yeah, the lumbar okay. area. But the neck was uh, an injury I sustained about 10 years ago in the gym. And uh, at first I thought it was a pulled trap because it was sore for days. In fact, it was so bad when I was driving, I couldn't lean back in the car seat. I had to hold myself up on the wheel. I uh, finally went for, uh, I think it was an MRI and x-ray, and uh, I've got a bulging disc on the anterior side towards mm-hmm. the throat, and yep. it's it's been, you know, it's kind of been, it was it was bad at first, you know, I had some atrophy in the right side, my right arm, it's more to the right side of the body, and then it's been manageable and okay and kind of dormant for a few years, but now, as reason why I went to see you, last couple of weeks, it's been driving me nuts, my, my three fingers now, as we speak, are cold and numb, numb yeah. not sleeping at night, wakes me up with pain and burning yeah. every night, so it's driving me crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's the neck, it's the disc. Yeah, and, and that MRI was 2012, yeah. is that right? right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there's evidence on that MRI for sure of uh, of disc bulges yeah. corresponding with the area. So here's a big thing: is it corresponded with what we saw in the physical exam room with where you're complaining of numbness and tingling, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, you might have, for example, a disc bulge at 
I don't know, C3-4, yep. but you have numbness in an area that corresponds to C7. So that starts to say, well, that that really maybe the disc bulge is not the problem. But yours, you're, you're a good example of imaging correlating with findings right. in the exam room, which is very, very important. That's why I don't like reviewing MRIs just on their own. Like sometimes uh, people will send me MRIs and, and say, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? It's like, I need to see you. I need to yeah. correlate that with what your symptoms are in the office because you can see a lot of things on imaging that aren't significant. They may seem like they're bad, but they might not be significant. But you're an example of, yes, it correlated. Um, now, we don't have an up-to-date MRI, mm-hmm. uh, which we need to get you an up-to-date MRI. I think. I, think I can't imagine it's better as you get older. Right? Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. So this is where you had a disc bulge. I wouldn't be surprised if now you've started the, the process of the degenerative changes. Right. And this is more like... Uh, stenosis type of presentation at this point where maybe the bones have started to break down and you're starting to get osteophytes and it's starting and and that's unfortunately a consequence of previous injuries especially Mm -hmm. like disc bulges that's the very reason why on the when you're younger you're more likely to sustain the disc herniations and and disc bulges and as you get older you're more likely to be affected by things like the stenosis because it's just the very nature of those things so um but, you know, with you, as we recommended, step one is get you a little bit of treatment mm-hmm. um, just so you can start to eliminate the aggravation off the nerve. I was thinking, and, and when I went home, that was the first thing. It's a disc bulge rather than, or at least. I wouldn't say it's a disc bulge yet, though. Okay. I wouldn't okay. say that because clinically you didn't have symptoms of a disc bulge. What I think it seems more like is that area where you did have a disc bulge you probably have more a more arthritic process. Like this is now six, seven years ago, right? Yeah. So there's probably some arthritis that's developed and that those osteophytes, which are extensions of bone that happen as a result of arthritis, right. are probably putting pressure on the nerve. That's probably more likely what's happening. Um, but you still need treatment. Now, it's, yeah. it's not significant to the point where, you know, it's, it's going to affect, every, you know, your whole arm and all these things. But there is definitely... Uh, an indication that I think that's probably what's happening. Yeah, it's pissing me off. It's it's t- it's, yeah. it's uncomfortable as hell, and it kills your sleep. So you have to yeah. treat it, right? And now sleep, and that's a big thing too, because yeah. a lot of things are just as a result of nocturnal paresthesia, which is just positional too, right? It may also be that with the way you sleep, for whatever reason, uh, pressure changes in the air as things get colder, things get warmer. Good times. It, it's very common for people to complain of these symptoms at night. But yeah, I definitely think you probably have. Um, some degeneration going up up in the neck yep. at this point that's probably putting pressure on the nerve. And so we got to assess that a little bit closer. I think start with a course of, of three weeks of treatment, nice. just manual types of therapies to release the, uh, the, the nerve throughout the different muscles, some traction on the neck, those types of things. Let's see how you are in three weeks, then we reassess. So we'll look at that as a starting point. And after the break, we're going to get to your phone calls and somebody who's on the other side of having treatment with you. That's yes. on the way here. Dr. Payne Show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Stand by. Coming right back. <laughs> I love it. You know what? That's payback because last week yeah. he had a Dr. Payne idea. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. Greg's loving it's this okay. right we're, now. We're okay. <laughs> I don't mind if it's Greg. Yeah. I'll take some of those calls. Yeah. I'll take those calls. Why not? Oh, I always see you answer a transmission question. That'll be great. I'll figure it out. All right. I'm sure you will. It's diagnosis as well. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> hey, Carlos, good morning. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. How are good you? Good morning. Guys, everything okay? Yeah, man. Yes. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Oh. Talk to us. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say, uh, John, you're, you're a great host. Oh, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Craig Carrasco. Yep. You and him uh, make a great team. And also with the Dr. Uh, Dr. Lou, DP. He's a good man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I'm in the landscaping gardening business. Yep. And I'm 51. And uh, I've uh, last year, uh, you know, I always had back issues uh, as you get older, of course. Uh, but last year, I just uh, went to pick up a few uh, ro- uh, wet rolls of sod. And I really uh, had it for two weeks. Uh, I couldn't, like, move. But it's okay now. But once in the blue moon, I get a sharp pain in the lower back. What is that? What uh, could cause that? Well, there's a lot of things that could cause that. And, and you're sort of the classic example of, um, and I don't mean this as an insulting, it's just to use it as an example of what people do wrong. So people will often feel these types of things and they'll leave it because it goes away. And then all of a sudden it starts to creep up. It starts to happen more often. And then it becomes a bigger problem. When you start getting these early types of symptoms uh, that seem to be transient and don't last very long, those are usually the best times for intervention for when you should be seeing somebody get a diagnosis, figure out what it is and how do you manage it. So all we really know is you have low back pain and it shoots down into your leg potentially. Um, that could be due to a lot of things. That could be something like a disc bulge, or disc herniation. Could also be just muscular issues. Uh, it could be nerve tension due to other things. So there's, there's, there's dozens of things that can cause that type of presentation. Most likely, it's either a muscle or a disc issue. Uh, but it's very important to identify and distinguish between those two and figure that out. Because, I mean, you're still, number one, once you figure these things out, you can you can figure out what are the things you should be doing and the things you shouldn't be doing, which means how do you modify your work so that you can work and minimize the, the occurrence of these types yeah. of things. Yeah, like uh, I do, like, in the, because, you know, this, uh, our, our workload is mostly in the summer. Yeah. But we do also uh, snow removal in the winter. Right, yeah. But in the winter, when there is no snow, I try to do a routine workout. Like, good. You know, muscle building workout. Yeah, good. I know as you get older, you know, your body needs that, and yeah. I try to eat as properly as I can. But I always, I'm always looking at the back because I've had back issues before, mm-hmm. right? And it's caused me uh, to really, uh, you know, like uh, sometimes just lay on the floor for 30 minutes at the job site just because that. Uh, yeah. At certain. Uh, and have you have you ever had this looked at, no. Carlos? Yeah. So no. so I think you're already sort of. It's good that you're already being active, but maybe this could be as simple as someone just giving you the right exercises that you should be doing day to day and helping to prevent these things. So you need to get this looked at. I'm happy to do that for you. Um, And we need to figure out, okay, what's the most likely cause here? And then once we know that, then you manage it accordingly. It's a, that's an important thing because not all symptoms are a result of the same diagnosis. So you can have the same symptom be related to multiple different diagnoses, like low back pain with, with leg pain. Um, so, you know, be inherited the back pain. Well, yeah, I mean, everything is genetically somewhat predisposed, not because there's a gene for back pain, but it's usually due to uh, the genetics for body type and structure and things like that. So, yeah, of course, it can, it can be uh, uh, somewhat hereditary. Yes, okay. Yeah. My father does, you know, because he did the same job I did. And yeah. 
and he had the yeah. probably fairly common. Well, I would and, and it's and it is common in your yeah. line of work, like the construction based work, especially landscaping things like that, because a lot of it is bending, lifting. Sure. That that's a very common. Uh, you know, but it's not any more common than if you were sitting down and working at a desk. There's exactly just... like sometimes it's just a just to pick up a piece of yep. paper and your back goes. Oh, but yeah. been there, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, thanks for your all the information. No problem. God bless you guys. Thank thanks, you. Carlos. Have a uh, wonderful Christmas. One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou, by the way, uh, info at paincarecanada.com to reach out. You know what? Let me uh, let me start. We uh, we mentioned the first time. It's going to be an interesting test now that I'm going through the clinic for personal reasons, how I start from zero and see yeah, how much How he doesn't refer his mother-in-law comes after oh, two Oh, dude, you're going to thank me. Okay, okay. I'll let you know if that's going to happen. I'm going to get to my... Uh, I have a family member, though, that has yeah. been through the ringer now, had some pain, and I know Courtney's just getting her set here. No problem. Uh, so, and off the top, I told her that, um, you know, you're going to get into this, but you're going to get into it Full right more and stick to it. Because well, she'll be. Don't... I haven't talked to her in a while, but this right. will be a good example because I've only seen her once right. uh, and given her recommendations on right. what to do. Okay. So my sister-in-law, Cammy, is standing by. We're going to get to her after a short break, and maybe this will uh, reflect positively on you as well maybe. if you're listening. Possibly. <laughs> Phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Stick around. Lots more to come. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song. It is 11.21. More of your calls coming up. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Uh, 11.21. We go right till 12 o'clock. Now, my sister-in-law, uh, back problems a few yes. weeks ago. And I said, you got to go see uh, Dr. More Lou. than a few weeks now. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. right? And yeah. I said, you got to uh, you got to listen to him and you got to do what he does, do what he says, and uh, be diligent. Cammie, good morning. Yeah. How are you? How are you guys? You Hi, sound Cammie. different than you did three months ago. What's oh, going on? Oh, God. God, it's a miracle. I saw <laughs> Dr. Lou back I think, what was it, about two months ago? And um, yeah, it th- was like, yeah, I think you did some stuff on me and tests, whatever, and recommended uh, plank, recommended uh, uh, whatever, the public tilt. And I yep. have to say, it And, and you've been doing them? Oh, my God, every single night so, since that day. Yeah, and you're, you're a testament, and a lot of people will thank me, but there's oh really God. nothing to thank me. Like, you're, you're a testament. I saw you one time. Uh, and I, I suggested the right things. I use my knowledge to give you the right things to do. But you're, you should credit yourself because you're doing it every day. And if people do those things every day, then they get better. That's that's well, just the reality. Well, it's funny because I was listening to the last caller and he was saying how he was having symptoms and didn't do anything yep. about it. And that was me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a month before that, I was getting up with pain. I figured out it's probably nothing. And it got worse and worse. Worse, if yeah. I had maybe taken it. You know, at the time, I probably would have been better earlier than what I, yeah. you know, when I got better. Yeah, and those, those things progress. Like, I mean, yeah. very quickly for some people, it's like the last caller where it progresses over years, where it's a history of it, and it's mild, mild, then moderate, moderate, and then severe, severe. For some people exactly. like you, Cami, it progressed quicker. But the, right. the biggest thing that I always try to get across is early intervention. The beginning right. phase of the intervention is usually some type of passive therapy, which is like the things you were doing, the physio, chiro, those things. But the right. long term, once you're out of that initial um, acute pain phase, and yeah. 
then it's all about what you do on your own every single day, the the right things that you do, the the things that you avoid. And if you yeah. do that, then the outcome is exactly like you're you're describing. You'll feel, and I mean, you're, you're probably you will also tell me like most people that have these things, you don't get quote unquote cured. This no, is you're no. managing it, but at least you're able to live your life day to day, and it's not affecting you from the, doing the things you want to do. Exactly. Well, that's what I was afraid of, was getting back to that severe pain that I had before. So not wanting to ever have that, I just kept, you know, diligent with doing the exercises. And um, my physiotherapist sort of graduated me a couple weeks ago into more uh, intense stuff, like uh, challenging things. So it's really working. And Pilates actually is the next step. I've done a couple of times Pilates, but I'm going to do it on a weekly basis. It's amazing. But you, you, (laughs) I have to say, though, if I hadn't seen you, I wouldn't have known what to start with. Yeah, so, well, you know, the starting point was what 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 would help me big time. I'm happy that you're doing better. That's you the say, most you important sound, thing. You sound, Kemi sounds completely. The different only thing I did, can't right? fix oh, is yeah. uh, who your brother-in-law is. I, yeah, I you know, I can't. I don't control those things. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but if he had recommended I see you, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. I would have known what to do. And I kept doing the same thing, physio, over and over again. So this yeah. is actually the, the the starting point for me getting better. Good. And I've, I've been so good for the last two months. Is doing stuff every single night. Kemi, I never want it, to get back to that pain. Does it feel like you know when we had this discussion? a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, they, they think it's a course. You know, I'll do this physio, then I'll stop it. No, I said, no, it's like no. brushing your teeth. You're going to do it for the rest of your life. And now exactly, you, exactly. you might you might stop the actual passive therapy, right? right? Like getting machines put on you, someone else walking you through these things. But yeah. what Cami said is very important. She's progressing with the exercise because your body adapts. If, if she was still doing the same exercise she was doing three months ago, she would still be feeling it's better than not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Exactly, but exactly she would but. she wouldn't be getting better it's always important to challenge your body to prevent adaptation and so you know cammy i think it's it's great these are the stories that i like to hear this is what i i hope we get across with the show that people the onus for people's management of their aches and pains also falls on them and and, and this is cammy's the example of that like you can't expect to take a pill have someone do something to you and that that's the solution and that's the be all end all no there has to be a component that you're you're the bigger component because you're doing it every day well that's what she said she said i don't have to see you anymore maybe come once a month maybe come twice a month perfect it's all about you getting stuff done so it's working it's really working awesome (laughs) i I told dr lou this was just a warm-up because he he really wants to see mom he wants to bring you know he wants to bring mom by and i said okay good luck luck, buddy you're gonna (laughs) earn your degree now that's a lot of work (laughs) that's a lot of work (laughs) it's a good test yeah yes cammy appreciate it all right yeah you guys thanks cammy you too take care and i'll see you like in like an hour or something like that i don't know we'll get to uh to Jane. Hey, Jane, good morning. Good good morning, and thank you for taking my call. No worries. Uh, this has been amazing, listening to this program. I've got right. one herniated disc in my neck and two in my lower back, and this okay. has been go- going on for over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just take opioids, which I'm prescribed for the pain, but I really cannot hold my head up, and I look ridiculous, and it's embarrassing, and if Dr. Lou could suggest anything that I could do. How old uh, are you, Jane? I'm 58. And so you can't hold up your head? Well, hardly. Now, is it's that because of the pain is positional or because of loss of, of strength? I think loss of strength. It feels like there's an invisible hand behind me pushing my head down. Okay. And and you've obviously seen people about this, I'm assuming, right? I've had many MRIs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, many physicians, but no one has suggested anything that I can like be proactive with to no, that that's absolutely wrong you have to be being 
proactive. It's just a question of what are the proactive things that you need to do. Right. Um, and that's a little that's hard for me to answer, you know, without assessing you. So I, I would say the, the most important thing that you can do is give me a call after the show. We'll set up an assessment. I'd um, like to do that very yeah. much. And we, we'll take a look at it uh, and we'll figure out, okay, well, what's going on? Likely when people, so here's the thing too. When people have a true, and I'll use this term, you know, quote-unquote, true disc herniation, those things are debilitating. Like, so a lot of times people have an initial acute phase by a disc herniation, and then once the pain of that wears off, they still have the chronic aches and pains. Yes. And and that's probably what you're dealing with now because most disc herniations don't last for three years, that acute phase. Right. Uh, so you're dealing with the, the aches and pains associated with having had an injury, but not necessarily due to the disc itself anymore. Um, so it's important that we figure out, well, why is there still some ache or pain there? I mean, if you're describing that your head, like there's loss of maybe... Uh, of strength or that there's pressure that prevents you from going there, then obviously we need to take a look at, well, what is preventing that? Um, but I can tell you to just be on opioids. That is part yeah. of the part of the management for sure with, with pain, right. but but it's, it's one portion of it. Um, it honestly feels like there is an invisible hand hmm. pushing, pushing right. my head forward. Okay. It's, uh, it's, creepy actually now you can if you need need be you can bring your head back like you actually have strength though i'm just trying to understand you just yes, yes. yes. okay okay that's I that have to consciously con- consciously put my head back right uh, but then it just do you have weakness forward. anywhere else or is it just there it's there okay yeah uh yeah which uh which levels were the disc herniations at five six and six seven in the uh, neck? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I'm Probably so most most like they tend two, to be more two, likely like towards the spine and one in the neck. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the, those are the most common areas um, for for the disc herniations. How did you do it? Was it a traumatic incident or no? And that's what's interesting. I woke up one morning and I could not walk. Right. Uh, I, literally, I just woke up. I tried to get out of bed. I couldn't mm-hmm. walk. So I, I don't know. And I had done nothing previously. No heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, Have nothing. you ever done therapy or anything like physical therapy? Or has it always just been management with medication? I went for acupuncture initially because I, I literally could not walk. Right. And there's a, an acupuncturist who is local. And mm-hmm. my husband had to carry me to the car. Right. Take me there. That's all I've okay. done, though, and yeah. I'd like to be proactive. Yeah, you need to. You probably need to be doing more. And 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 this is a good example. This isn't even your fault. It's it's a gross mismanagement of these types of things in the healthcare system. It's it's very very sad. Uh, I saw someone the other day, the very similar story to you, um, had been going to see the suffered a, a low back injury, had been communicating only with the family doctor, and right. the family doctor just kept saying like, you know, it'll get better on its own. It'll get better on its own, and progress to the point where, you know, this person's life has fallen apart. And if you've been living with pain for three years, you know how much it can affect every aspect of your life. That's exactly the thought that I'm in right now. And when I, when I started listening to the program, I just, I said to my husband, I have to call. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So give me a call after the show. Um, What uh, number? no, I'll give it to you. There, go. Okay. Or else there's no point to John if he doesn't. If he I got to do something. I mean, you know. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Jane, appreciate the call. The uh, the number is one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U again one eight five 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 Doctor Lou or info at paincarecanada.com. More of your calls four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Got lots of room. Come on in, Doctor Payne Show till twelve o'clock. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is 1132. 
on the Dr. Payne Show. Greg's not listening right now. If this music's on, right? I just I hope it's I hope it, I hope his car is jammed on the station and he can't turn it off. <laughs> I might call him in the middle of the night tonight. Just hold this up. Yeah, the phone. just hold that there. <laughs> just send him all kinds of Christmas messages. Totally. <laughs> Get some carolers to his front door. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Silent night. Skulls, you son of a. Get to uh, get to Larry. Hey, Larry, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, I just turned 64. I'm very, very fit. Good. I've had trouble with my feet for probably 25 years. They uh, told me at one time it was plantar fasciitis, uh, osteoarthritis. Mm. In the last two years, I've seen different uh, doctors, mm-hmm. and uh, the last doctor said I may have Morton's neuroma in my right foot. Okay. Uh, for one thing, I used to run a lot on the sidewalks, yep. and uh, like for years. And I also worked in construction, you know, on concrete for years and years. Right. So maybe there's some damage there. Is there anything I could do to alleviate the pain or to? Because I'd like to continue working out. Yep. I, I'd have not, to. I'd have to figure out what's. So what? Are, what is the symptom besides foot pain? Is it just pain, or is it numbness and tingling? It's tingling and pain. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that can cause that all the way from something local like a Morden's neuroma, uh, which is sort of a pressure building on the nerve in the foot, um, all the way to entrapment of muscles in the lower leg to entrapment of muscles in the upper leg in the glute area as high up as problems within the, the spine itself. Um, so, so the, the first step here is figuring out, OK, you have a symptom. And, and as I was talking about before, the same symptom can apply to many different types of, of pathologies or uh, injuries or whatnot. And so we need to identify, fine, you have this set of symptoms. Where does it fall? What is this? Because I, I can't just give you, well, what is something you could do to manage it if I don't know what the cause of the symptom is? And so okay. we need to figure out what the, the, the cause or the most likely cause of the symptom is. And then once we have that, then, then we can identify what are the things that you should be doing to, um, help alleviate or manage this issue. Okay. 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 Thanks very much. No problem. Larry, that call one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. No, it's amazing all the way down to his foot. And you mentioned all the way up to the spine. It's like, you almost have to liken it to, you know, the, People don't realize that the the nervous system is like uh, you know the, well, it's the, all connected. The right? New York subway you start at Grand Central, being it all yeah, the way out to look, Queens or up go, to you know. go on Google, yeah, and type in the human nervous system and look at it. And it is your brain to the spinal cord, and then all of the nerve roots that go out. And we're talking about a a lot, yeah, it's a lot, crazy, yeah. And you're right, the, the, it's it's like a subway, yep. but that's everything. If we looked at our vascular system, mm-hmm. same thing. So. When you have a nerve type symptom, right, and you have to look at that map and determine, okay, well, where's the problem coming from? Because it doesn't just, just because you have a problem in your foot, and this isn't true only for nerve issues, just because you feel pain in your foot, for example, does not mean the cause of the pain has to be in the foot. The problem is the foot. Might be the leg, might be the upper leg, might be the glutes, might be the back. I mean, brain tumors, for example, can create symptoms in your foot. Now, that's likely not the cause in this gentleman because of the long history. But I'm just saying, like, trying to make someone under... I'm just trying to highlight the extent of the way I look at these things. When someone says, I have a set of symptoms, I start to get, like, a Rolodex in my brain of all these different things that can cause that type of symptom. 
and and that's the right way to look at it. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, and I guess it speaks to if you know you look at acupuncture, they put needles in your foot and it alleviates a headache. Weirdest thing, but that's the way it works, yeah. right? But the nervous system communicates. It's right. it's a back and forth system. You right. have communication from your peripheral body, which is your body, okay. to the brain, but you equally have information going back from the brain to your body, um, and so. Yeah, it, absolutely. And that's why a lot of those things, uh, more traditional alternative medicines like acupuncture work so well because there's it's neurological. It's a way of communi- of, of sending back something to your nervous system. Um, and yeah, it's pretty incredible. And there's a lot of good research around acupuncture too um, in terms of why those things work, like why certain points will do certain things. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible stuff and it works. Talk a little bit about the assessment, the process. Uh, well, every it always starts th- with the consultation, which right. is done via phone or send me an email. Point of the consultation is not to give a diagnosis or a plan of management or figure out what the issue is. It's just simply to identify, am I or my team the right person or people to be helping you with this problem? Uh, we've had calls before where people talk, talk to us about urinary symptoms, for example. We don't deal with that stuff, but I'm happy to take the call anyways. I can help point people in the right direction. Um, and so that's step one. If I think it's a good, if, if it's something that me or my team can assess, then I will suggest that you come in and see me for an assessment. 99% of people see me for the assessment. In the event that someone needs an assessment today, for example, like after the show, because it's an acute issue. Mm-hmm. My hours are limited. I'm booked up, but I have a team. So we have other people that could assess you. But 99% of people want to see me and they can wait a week or so. Uh, obviously, if it's if it's urgent uh, and you need to see someone today, then, then you should make the exception and see someone in my team, of course. Um, and then we'll set you up uh, with an assessment. And then that assessment, uh, we go through a detailed history, physical exam. Um, and then start to figure out what's the plan of management here. Like, what is the diagnosis, the differential diagnoses, and how do we go about treating whatever it is that the person or you have? And we come up with a game plan, and and that's it. And it cha- that that part changes depending on what the issue is. Like, some people will say, "Well, is that covered by OHIP?" Well, it depends. If you have to see a surgeon and have surgery for I don't know whatever torn labrum in a shoulder, for example, and then yeah, that's covered by. Oh, but if you're going to get therapy um, because you need, you know, therapy, Cami's a good example, then that's that's private insurance or or out of pocket. Or sometimes people are involved with a third payer, so it might be like a work accident. Yeah. So then it's a WSIB claim, or it might be a car accident, and so it goes through the car insurer. So it depends. It's it's there's no I can't give a cookie cutter answer to yep. that one. So it very much depends. But if you're if you're wondering what the right answer is, just give me a call. That's you the bet. simplest way. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. Take a short break. Got time for you to uh, call in, have your questions answered as well till 12 o'clock. That is 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 11.41, still have time for you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. It's uh, the fact that we are a bipedal life form. We walk around on two feet. Feet take a lot of stress. I know you get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of foot people, you right? Things. Don't you? Yeah. Right, isn't it good? Yeah, of course. Foot pain is yeah. huge. Oh. You, I mean, 
now that we're going to start talking about it, you'll see. But yeah, foot pain is something that affects everybody because yeah, the, that is how we it's your get contact. A, yeah, it's how we get around. And yeah. so, um, you know, there's the there's the most common type of foot pain, which is due to plantar fasciitis, um, and and that's just really what is that? For those who don't know, we yeah, have all heard the term. Yeah, it's sort of a wrong term because there's not a lot of inflammation that actually happens. It's more tearing in the plantar fascia and that causes pain. Um, but there is some t- there is some research that suggests it is inflammation, so it's kind of uh, torn there. But a lot of it just has to do with uh, position of foot people that are flat-footed or high arches. Is it arches. a muscle thing, a joint thing? What is it? Yeah, fascia. There? Fascia is okay. the covering of muscle. All right. um, so there's a muscle at the bottom of the foot, uh, and, and it's covered by fascia, and that is the plantar fascia. Um, and so when there's irritation in that fascia, uh, that is what we call as plantar fasciitis. Um, and cool. that could happen at any age, at any point in life. Uh, some people get it, and it's short-lived. Some people get it, and it's there forever and very hard to manage. Um but it affects a lot of people. Uh, some people have it because of heel spurs. Uh, then you've got the other problem with foot issues is because plantar fasciitis is so common. Um, a lot of times people don't have plantar fasciitis and they're just told that they are because right. it's the most common thing. It's, it's like you go somewhere and it's like, yeah, I've got pain at the bottom of my foot. Oh, it's plantar fasciitis. Yeah, I got a bad pain. I'll sciatica. Right. And, 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 and that's like that previous caller is a good example of maybe it's been wrong all these, these years. It's not plantar fasciitis. Maybe it's a nerve issue creating a similar type of symptom. Uh, and so you've got things like plantar fasciitis. He mentioned Morden's neuroma, which is another, uh, uh, you know, disability that can affect the foot. Uh, some people are flat-footed. Uh, and that can create symptoms. Some people does have- structure affect it. For instance, someone say your height, say at your height now, say you're flat footed. I'm six four and a half. I, I got a very high arch. Would it make a difference with plantar, or do, it doesn't discriminate? Mm. No, I'm trying to think of the right answer here. I don't. I don't think it would discriminate. Right. No, I think yeah. a lot of it has to just do with what the person is doing. Um, you do find it to be more common as people become more active. Right, so that they're, they're using their foot more, so stuff's breaking down. Uh, they might also be doing things with their foot the wrong way from a functional perspective, or not an ideal way. Uh, it could be related to footwear. Some people just get it as a result of wearing some different type of footwear that their foot's not used to, yeah. and then all of a sudden, or that's, bad footwear or ba- yeah, your that's whole what life I mean. Chucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, not tying your shoes, things like that, and yeah. yeah so for sure, uh, those types of things can lead to to foot pain and plantar fasciitis specifically. Sometimes it's also you can get what's called like a fat pad syndrome, which the the heel of the foot is surrounded by a pad of fat that can inflame sometimes wow, just due to no pressure. Kidding. And a lot of times that's like you're told it's plantar fasciitis, but it's not. So it's important that you figure out what the right diagnosis is, which is sort of the theme of this whole show all the time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on yourself. Vlad, good morning. What's up? Uh, good morning. I have a pain uh, in my back uh, just basically from sitting down. I'm, I'm fine if I'm walking or lying down, but if I sit at work or at the dinner table or in a car, it hurts to sit. And I have trouble describing it. Maybe if I was hoping you could help me describe it. Well, I don't know that I could help you describe your pain. No, uh, I can, you know, in an assessment, we can go through those things, but um, pain with sitting, uh, but walking around and doing other things is fine. How long has it been going on? It's been getting worse over a year, probably. Okay, but you've had low back pain most of your life? No, uh, it's, 
I it started to like with sciatic nerve, I think it's called, when it shoots down from okay. one side of the back towards the thigh. Yeah. But this is this is kind of different. It's, it feels like a tight belt, you know. Yep. How long uh, or have you seen anybody about this? No, I haven't. No. So yeah, that's problem number one. That's that's uh, it's got to start there. You gotta you gotta see a professional who can look at it. As I've said, uh, you know, now many times that. It's it's a symptom, right? And many things can cause the same symptom. And if you don't identify the cause of the symptom, then it's very hard to ever identify what the right thing is to do. So uh, it's back pain. Back pain is a spectrum of dozens and dozens of different things that can cause back pain, uh, some more common than other. I mean, 90% of back pain is what we would term as nonspecific mechanical back, low back pain. Uh, the answer to that is often the proper rehabilitation. So, you know, you have a 90% chance that that's what it is just because that's the stat, but I can't tell you for sure without assessing you. Okay, I have a quick question, though. Yep. I, I, I was going to different workout classes for fitness. I stopped doing it to see if it would make any effect. It hasn't had any effect. Yep. Can I continue doing fitness, or should I prevent this, or should I not do it until I... Same, I same answer, it? same answer. If I don't know the issue, how can I possibly make a, an appropriate yeah. recommendation? It's okay. it's hard for me to say. Okay, I understand. Okay. Thanks, Vlad. Appreciate that. Uh, reach out, uh, indeed, uh, and go see uh, Dr. Lou. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Moving on to uh, to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. You too, Merry sir. Merry Christmas. Um, great show, Doctor. Thankfully, Thank you. I'm not, not in need of your service, and hopefully I never will. Okay, good. <laughs> but I'm asking a question on behalf of this uh, female friend of mine, and I guess of all women. I told your screeners, what is the short-term and long-term side effects and pain issues related to women wearing heels? Yeah, good call. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I've, I've never heard anybody really explain, but how can that something be so unnatural not have consequences. Oh, it, do, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. It has consequences for sure. Uh, I mean, one of the big things, like when you look at bunions, right? So yeah. if you look at the position of a foot, a bunion is essentially is. How, how would you describe it? Like a, a bunion, like a hard. Sort yeah, of but you know the deformity like, in yeah. the foot that yeah. happens. Like you know what I'm talking yep. about when I say bunion, right? So you you have women in high heels, so your foot is elevated at the back in the front, and the, and the front is is pointy. And then women wonder why they get bunions. It's like, well, you've set your foot up to do yeah. that, so of course you're going to get a bunion as a result of that. Now a lot of bunions are also just simply um, genetic, uh, but for some people it's not. It's created by the footwear that they wear. But yeah, it absolutely has consequences. But you know, that's sort of our life, right? Like we're we're subject to all these sociological things that are supposed to be proper, but they're usually not good for us in some way, in one way or another, or not good in excess, anyways. I'm not saying that women shouldn't wear high heels, but absolutely, if you're wearing high heels every single day, and most women will tell you that it's hard for them to do that. And luckily, the workplace is changing where it's not deemed, you know, a pretty good wear whatever the hell you want to be. Yeah, exactly. In a lot of places, you know, they'll wear flats or things. But some of those flat shoes that women wear are just as bad as the high heels, too, because of the lack of support and those things. So that's also a monster on its own. But, yeah, in general, the footwear that we have... Uh, is is tailored more towards style than it is than Agreed. it is you know appropriate ergonomics for the foot unfortunately and so yeah your point is very very valid but do I have stats on you know what the likelihood of wearing high heels is to causing uh, pain no but I could tell you uh, from what I've seen in practice it definitely is related no because uh, do you, I do have clients who have come to me because my friend she 
she can't even wear heels anymore. Yeah. So is that something like where if she came and saw you, you may be able to help her diagnose? Potentially. Yeah, I, it's very hard to ever make a promise on, you know, we'll get you... You know, I've had people that are high-end soccer players. They come in, and like that's like them me saying, you know, before I see them, can you promise that I'll be able to play soccer again? Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. What I do make everyone aware of when they see me are the pros and cons to doing the right and the wrong thing. So I don't force anybody to do anything. I just simply make them aware of of what the right or what the ideal course of action is, but then it's always up to the person. I, I'm not in the business of, of telling people, you need to do this. I just make them aware that if you don't do it, here's what happens. Right, but I'm just saying, it's, yeah, have you ever had clients? Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've been able to help people manage. That's, that's, all, that's everything that we do is we help people manage uh, their issues so that they can live the lives they want. Right. It's a good slogan, so, actually. I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have her give you a call, but thanks. Okay, no great, problem. Great show, and once thank you. Again, I hope I never need your service. Okay, right. no problem. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your Christmas as well. You just man, you set the table. It's up to them. They want to sit down and eat, right? That's the way yeah. it works. So true. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Still got a few minutes left to get just your call in there. And the Dr. Page Show, Global News Radio six forty Toronto. It is 11.52. Go till 12. You can reach out afterwards, of course, anytime. one 855 Dr. Lou. That's D-R-L-O-U. Info at paincarecanada.com. Robin, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Go ahead. What's uh, what's your concern? Okay. Thank you so much for squeezing my call in. No worries. No problem. So, Got time. So back in May, I um, had a bit of an injury at the gym and was diagnosed at that time with a lateral meniscus strain on my right knee. How was, um, sorry to interrupt. How was that diagnosed? I went to a physiotherapist. Okay. Um, and then after a full assessment, um, they, they deemed that it was in fact not torn, although it certainly felt like it at the time. It was horrible. Um, uh, so they, yeah, they diagnosed me with a lateral meniscus strain, um, put me on a, a, you know, pretty rigorous physiotherapy program, which also included, you know, um, continuing with my workouts at the gym, just heavily modifying things like, you have to be careful with squatting. I had to be careful, you know, no running, nothing with any impact on the knee whatsoever. And it has progressively been getting better. Good. Um, but I'm definitely not 100% there yet. You know, obviously a little bit frustrated because there's certain things I still can't do. Like, i got to be careful with running. I'm still not doing burpees. I'm still not able to do, you know, some of the things that I could do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So I guess my question is, in your experience, how much longer do you think this is going to take? And am I on the right path in terms of following sort of an active... So so tell me again, therapy? when did this happen? Sorry. This was in May. In May. So here's here's the stat I'll give you. Okay. Most simple soft tissue injuries, right? So soft tissue meaning... Anything that's soft tissue, obviously, muscles, joints, tendons, uh, tendons all those things, mm-hmm. should resolve or be significantly better within a three-month period. Okay. If they're not better, better in that three-month period, likely the diagnosis is wrong 
or the treatment intervention for the diagnosis is wrong. So that's that's and it's very hard for me to say now number one being told that you have a strain of a meniscus is not possible because a strain affects only muscles uh okay. you so that that's number one doesn't make sense to me um have you had an mri no no so yeah and and the only person that's assessed that has been the therapist you're working with that's right yeah so i i think a second opinion at this point is warranted um okay. I don't know if you need an MRI because I need to assess the knee in order to sort of determine that. Um, the other thing, did you at any point take any rest whatsoever? Yes. When I first injured the knee, I took uh, probably a good week off. Okay, yeah. And Yeah, and then I slowly came back and, and again, you know, worked with my, I do uh, CrossFit. Yeah. So I worked very closely with my coach to make sure that, the movements I was doing was heavily modified. Yeah. You know. So, he, and here's a big thing with athletes or people that are as active as you are. Sometimes more time off is required. Um, and, you know, it, when you tell someone that and, and it's in the moment, they don't want to do that. But then looking back in hindsight, right now yeah. you've been dealing with this since May. Would yeah. you have traded three weeks of being off so that you could feel much better today? The answer is probably likely yes. And yeah. so that's a big problem, too, with people who are athletic. Um, not a problem. I shouldn't say a problem. But, but it's a mindset. But, but, yeah, it's a mindset. And also yeah. you're dealing with, like, you know, with a coach. And, and their job is to essentially keep you doing the things you need to do. But sometimes uh, I like to incorporate a good period of rest as well. Now, rest doesn't mean do nothing. It might be an active rest. But there's sometimes like very much reducing the strain that you're putting through it uh, or this is very, very important. So, you know, again, and I'm sort of just thinking out loud here, but we do need to assess the need to make sure uh, that what's going on or what is going on, figure out what's going on and what the best course of action is at this point. Okay. Okay. So next steps, I should uh, give me a call. Yeah. Give you a call. Yeah. Yeah. We can assess it for sure. Perfect. Thank okay. you very, very much. No problem. Thank you, Robin. Enjoy uh, your Christmas at number one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L O U or info at uh, paincarecanada.com. That's, that's a works. big thing, eh? Yep. I, like uh, with athletes, it, they don't realize that sometimes when you're suggesting a period of rest, in the moment that you're telling them that, it's like no way. Like in one ear. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and 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 yep. so I always like to tell people like you, what you're trading now is you're sacrificing now for the future you want later. Yeah. Um, and so that sacrifice now, although it seems like it's going to suck right now, you will thank me one day because this is a lot of the times what happens is people don't give enough time of rest or break from the, the aggravating situation. Um, and things just don't heal, heal right after. And then it takes too long afterwards to get it done where you should have been. Yeah. And I mean, if you've got an issue like that going on, continuing to put, put force through that knee, it's probably not a good idea. I don't know. I need I need to check it out to be yeah. to be sure. Uh, but you know that's already what I'm thinking. That yeah. probably some rest uh, is, is probably very very important. And rest is an important thing. Yep, I like rest. Rest yeah. is good. <laughs> A little too much actually. That's why it does nothing. <laughs> nice midsection. <laughs> That will do it for there for uh, this particular show. We are back next week on the 29th following Greg, of course. You want to reach out to, to Dr. Lou now? No problem. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, and info at paincarecanada.com. Suggest you do. Till next time, Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.